graphic at the beginning. What oh, this is like Marvel. Who needs Marvel when you've got graphics like that? Hello and welcome anyway to Talking Trade on a Thursday night. I hope you're sat at home by now with your feet up or maybe on the way back. I really hope you're not still working on site because um it's too late for that. Come on, let's get home. And uh, if you are, let us know where you are. Give it shout out, we'll give you a shout out wherever you are. And this week we are talking about um, really because it's apprentice week, it's national apprentice week this week, and we're talking about how do we get more of them into the trades. We, we haven't got enough apprentices, we haven't got enough people in trades at all, really. So we want to know how to get more people in. We've done this before this subject, and we've always had a good discussion about it. But I want to know what you think about it. You let me know how we can get people in and what we're doing wrong at the moment because. I don't know what the kids, they want to be sort of TikTok influencers these days, don't they? And go on YouTube and do things like that. Where really we want them to come into trade because they're really short on people coming into trade. So let me know your thoughts on that or just give us a shout and we'll give you a shout out. Um, I've got two fantastic guests today. Uh, before we get onto them though, you have got the chance to win an amazing on the tools hoodie. Can't buy these anywhere. Well, apart from our online shop. So do you want to win an on the tools hoodie? All you got to do is just put a comment in about anything. And at the end, we will pull a comment out by random and you could get that on the way to you. So I've got two fantastic guests today. I've got uh, Katie uh, Keller, who's um, a crane operator, one of the, the few sort of females in the country that, that work on the cranes. And we've also got a bit of a different guest, um, uh, Lee Clark, and we'll let them introduce themselves in a minute. But first of all, I'm going to go to Kelly and see if she's there. Hello, Kelly. Can you hear me? Hi, Andy. You're all right. Sorry, I'm calling you Kelly. She's, that's that <laughs> surname, but you get that a lot, don't you? I was gonna, I was gonna just play along with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I usually do when people call me Will. Um, so, so tell us what, tell, what do you do? Uh, what are you doing? What's your job at the moment? You see, so you were a, a female apprentice, one of the many few in the day. Yeah, so I, I was a, a former apprentice, lifting technician, we call it, and uh, a crane operator, and recently an appointed person. <laughs> A lifting technician. So how many years ago was that then? So that was seven years ago, yeah. So they call it a lifting technician apprenticeship because it's not uh, purely crane operating. So as part of my apprenticeship, we did tower cranes, uh, crawler cranes, and we did sling and signalling and traffic marshalling as well. So it's it's quite a few aspects of lifting. Okay. And and did you go uh, did you go straight into that from school at 16 or did you do something in no, between? No, I, I didn't. I like... Like I was saying, I, I went to university, uh, picked English literature, hated it, dropped out, disappointed everyone. And eventually I fell into sales after that. So I worked in uh, former phones for you. Yeah, worked there. Then I, <laughs> then I went in advertising sales. I worked for Superbike magazine. I worked for local newspapers. Eventually I ended up in recruitment and I was doing trades and labor recruitment. So uh, brickies, plasterers, plumbers, anything like that. And I noticed these people were earning a hell of a lot money, more money than I was doing recruitment, which is what prompted the shift. So um, you were a little bit older than 16 when you did your apprenticeship. How old were you when you, when you started your apprenticeship? Just, just a bit, just a bit older. I was uh, 30. <laughs> you were 30? Yes. Really? That's fantastic. So, because a lot of people think that you have to do apprenticeships when you're 16, 17. I mean, I did my, I started my apprenticeship, my electrical apprenticeship when I was 19 and people thought I was very old to do that then. So, but that's great to hear that you were, you were 30. So, but I guess in doing an apprenticeship, you did have to take a bit of a pay drop maybe. No, absolutely not. So that was uh, another, another good reason for me doing an apprenticeship. So when I worked in recruitment, I was earning uh, probably half of what I was earning being an apprentice crane operator. So it was a, another good reason to try something new. 
Crikey. And, and um, did you, was it when you were on a course, I guess you had to go to college and you had to do some training for the, the apprenticeship. Were you the only lady there? I was the only lady. So I was the first female lifting technician apprentice and the first female crane operator in my company. Um, so there was, I think we had something like 150 men in total and one female to start with. We've got a few more now. I'm, I'm not going to say it's massive numbers because that would be an absolute lie, but we, we have a few more than one. Did you know how many are across the country? Uh, sort of female I, don't know. I mean, in I can only talk about. I know there's a few of us because it it's you know it's quite a small industry when you when you get down to it like that. I mean, company wise, we have uh, four females currently working as crane operators, towers and crawler cranes, and then we've just done a couple of trainee groups, which we have taken on another three. So not bad. I just love that you did your apprenticeship when you're 30 because a lot of people watching this think I'm too old to do it now. So that's, you know, that's really great. You know what, Andy? I don't usually tell people because <laughs> and it's something I use that I've I've lied about probably for my whole career because as you say, people expect a younger apprentice. And I always felt a little bit embarrassed that I, I was a little bit older as an apprentice. And so I just used to lie about it quite a lot. I think I but think I, it's I, I think it's inspirational. People Thank watching this you. think, oh, I'm too old to do that now. So, no, that's, that's brilliant. So, that, that's brilliant. So, I'll, I'll, we'll get our next guest in, which is Lee. Hopefully, Lee's there somewhere. In the, yeah. Hi. Hello, Lee. Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, hello, buddy. Now, Lee, yeah. tell us tell us why you're here, because you you, you um, watched a few of these programs in the past, and you and you wrote into us and said that you want to join in. So, tell us that story. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you do, first of all, and then, then tell us that story. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm a PhD philosophy student at the moment, and I'm a philosopher, I guess, who agrees with um, apprenticeships, which is uh, might be an oxymoron to some people, but yeah. Um, essentially, I got into On The Tools because, um, well, firstly, because I saw previous Talk and Trade videos, and um, one, uh, in one of them, I forgot which one it was, um, in one of them, a lecturer kind of popped up in a comment, and one of your uh, hosts said, oh, it'd be great to get you on to see what you think of the issues so that for that you know that's what interesting okay and then the other one was i saw a meme on a, on a social media on a tradesman um page it wasn't on the tools don't worry but it, it was another one and it basically said like um you know it had like kind of stereotypical student and then stereotypical um builder and on the student side it said oh yeah you know thinks people without degrees are stupid um you know and all this stuff and it kind of upset me because, like, firstly, it was my, like, they, it said this student was a philosophy student. So it was kind of my thing they were bashing. And secondly, I thought, you know, I don't think that whatsoever, that I'm better than anybody else or anything because of their job. And it kind of upset me because I thought if I ever meet a tradesman who's seen that that meme, also, and it's quite a popular meme as well, and say, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a PhD student. I don't want them to think, oh, well, I bet he thinks I'm stupid or, some, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah, so and I've done some work. I've done an article on how I can you can um, bring together philosophy with with trades and other stuff. So I've done some work on that myself, and I'm really just interested in increasing understanding between people. Really, essentially, that's why I'm here. That's that's really interesting. So, so I'll ask you this question now. So why why yeah. do you think that less people come into like manual labor and, and that's what your article is about yeah why, why do less people come into manual labor stroke apprenticeships now than they did 30 years ago what, what's what's your view on that um i think because to be honest a lot of the views that have been said on previous talk and trade videos i, I think it, it's more um i think people want to be pushed into uni um schools and college want to push want to push people into unis which is fine 
But um, I think that trades really should be emphasised more as a valued kind of, you know, a valuable option. Um, and essentially what I say in the article as well is that, um, you know, p- people see trades and, I guess, intellectual jobs like the one I do as the complete opposite of each other. And I think that's wrong. And I think that, you know, because as I said in the article too, I will make a reference to it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to self-promote all the time. But, um, you know, I just think that they're, they're both valuable because without, if you had if, um, no one doing these types of jobs, you wouldn't, you see, you know, society wouldn't function. You, you know, if you, and as I say, you know, if you had everyone doing intellectual jobs, you get a lot of ideas, but you'd have no houses or running water or electricity. And if you had everyone doing trade jobs, you'd have no ideas flowing. So you need both. And it's kind of common sense to me that you need people doing both of these types of jobs. So we need more apprentices. And I think um, um, I try, uh, you know, for, for parents, I guess, who want to push their kids into a uni course, you say, to say that to them, that they're both valued and valuable types of work and we need both of them. And I guess to also emphasise that you can earn a lot of money, like and Katie just said, doing a trade as well. So, um yeah, essentially, yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're, um, I think yeah. you're bang on there, buddy. I think that's yeah. common sense, isn't it? But mm-hmm. unfortunately, with common sense, it's, it's not very common. Unfortunately, no. these days, <laughs> we, we've got we've got a few comments already. We've got three comments coming in. Let's see yeah. who's, who's been saying what from around the UK today. And our first one is from Jed. Hello, Jed. Paid apprenticeships, incentives of, of some kind. So, is there is there? I don't know of any incentives for apprenticeships these days. But um, I guess that would be good, wouldn't it, to get them in? Thank you for that, Jed. And our next one is from Daniel. Hey, Dan. Um, I don't think they're advertised as well as it could be. No, I, I've, I've never, I never see adverts for apprenticeships. So you're dead right about that. And what Lee was saying about schools don't really push people to apprenticeships, do they? They push them into university for some reason. Someone can tell us the reason for that. That'd be great. And um, our third comment there is from Emily. Hi, Emily. Um, I have been the only woman in my company quite a few times. The banter was mental. Um, so should let, let's, Emily, let's know what you do because it'd be interesting to know what you do. And um are you another female lifting technician? What, what do you reckon, uh, Katie? What do you reckon that the apprentice, apprentices aren't, there aren't so many these days? Why, why don't young kids want to come into it? I think it, I think we've still got a, a problem with passing on the knowledge of apprenticeships, which is why I'm quite passionate about getting out into schools. And it was something that I never had when I was at school. And unfortunately, it seems to be something that's still ongoing. And I think there's some schools that are absolutely fantastic at passing on the message about apprenticeships and uh, non-degree and degree apprenticeships and the options out there. And then there's other schools that are still very university pushy. And like I said, I went to university and it it was a real waste of time for me, but I, I think it's it's a lot about getting the message out there that apprenticeships are really well paid. Uh, you earn while you learn, whether you're doing degree or non-degree, you, you earn money and you come out the end with a job. So you're not sat there wondering what you're going to do and try and apply for all these different jobs. It, when a company invests in you as an apprentice, they want to see you do really well and they want to see you go really far. So why why do you reckon um, that schools push for university rather than apprenticeships, Katie? What what what? Because you've been so you've been to university and, and yeah. so the, I, I never went to university. I went into an apprenticeship. Why why do they do that? Do they is there like a funding thing for pushing more kids to university, or is it a status thing for the school? I think it, it, 
possibly I mean Lee probably knows a little bit better than me working in that <laughs> but um I think it's it's probably a little bit of the status thing and it, it's a lot of lack of information I think it's um they're not informed teachers can't talk about things that they're not informed about and I think generally apprenticeships aren't well informed in schools and parents aren't well informed about apprenticeships they're the two people you listen to your teacher and your parents and if either of them are not informed about these things they're not going to pass on the options and I think sometimes parents still view it as a bit of a cop-out to university and we know we know that isn't the case because you can do degree apprenticeships as well if you want to and the fact is that I'm earning more money than most people doing the apprenticeship that I did so it's just crazy yeah yeah I think you're right what, what, what do you reckon Lee why why do schools push university over apprenticeships um to be honest, I think it's a lot of what Katie just said, to be honest. I think it, it is a status thing. I think there is still, I think it's getting better, but I think there is still a stigma around apprenticeships when compared to uni. Um, and I think that also, yeah, there are people just aren't informed about them. I think that people naturally assume that, oh, yeah, there's more money if you go to uni rather than get an apprenticeship, when that's not necessarily the case when you're fully you're qualified in a trade. Um, and I, I think that, you know, to be honest, even if it weren't more money than university, I'd still kind of value a trade because I think, you know, you can be you can have all the money in the world and still be unhappy if you're in a job that you don't like, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's really what Katie said. I think there's there's not much information about it. Schools don't really push it. And I think there's still a, a bit of a stigma attached to it, which hopefully we can go some way to uh, challenging. So, yeah. So, so when we when we were talking um, off air just now, you you said you were sort of in the middle, in, in the middle about apprenticeships. You're not quite sure whether they they, they might be giving about. What's what's your view on apprenticeships? Yeah, I, I didn't mean apprenticeships. I mean I was more in the middle of kind of like because uh, um, in whether you or apprenticeships are good because I think obviously they're oh, both good. Yeah, sorry, I should have made that clear. Yeah, and um, no, um, I do think apprenticeships are good. Uh, one of my um, friends is um, currently doing an apprenticeship with the police at the moment. Um, and obviously, I know it's obviously, of course, not a trade, but it's an apprenticeship, and that's really good. One, one of my other friends is um, trained to be, training to be an engineer, another one, an electrician. My dad is an um, en engineer too, and he can do basic trades as well. So, um, yeah, and, and I, I think as well, um, people need to realize that trades, and obviously, you know, you go to uni and you learn things, and that's a form of knowledge, yeah, but so are trades. And I think people don't really realize that trades are also a form of, of, of knowledge and a form of learning and that that you don't really get that it's like you know for example like my, my dad for one you know if you give him the instructions and the materials to build something he could probably do it and like i couldn't so to say that's not a form of, of learning knowledge would be ridiculous you know so i think that um yeah you, you need to say that both are, are good paths into work both can work but i do think trades need to be emphasized more because obviously like katie said they're not at the moment yeah, that's right. And I mean, um, so, so this is a question for you, Katie. And I, and I, I've I've been on the tours for twenty five years. That's my hair's gone grey. Um, <laughs> but in that time, I've I don't think I've ever worked with a, a lady on site. I've I've been with ladies <laughs> on training courses, and I, and I've um, spoken to them in the wholesalers, but I've I've never seen one on site. So there's definitely a shortage of females in in trades. Why do you think that is? What what's the real reason for that? Do you think? I think is there's a number of reasons and I, I do believe we are getting more and um, I do believe that's a good thing. And then my concerns revolve around how do we keep women in trades, which is a whole different show in itself, I think. But um, I think it's a bit of lack of information. Um, I think there's there's still that 
kind of old school understanding that men go to work in construction and women don't really do that thing. I think that's still ingrained. And in, from talking to a lot of women who work in construction, a bit like myself, we kind of fell into it. It wasn't a choice and it needs to be a choice. I wish I'd done it years ago and made that choice and changed my life from, you know, 10 years before I absolutely did because it's been brilliant for me. And then I think there's, there's that, misconception about working on construction sites and there's that worry about working with a lot of men and what's it going to be like are they going to accept me is everything be be okay and then I suppose women get to sites and maybe the facilities aren't as good as they should be and then there's a whole host of other problems but I think that the biggest problem is getting them first but we need to make sure that we're set up properly to to look after both men and women who haven't worked in construction before. It's really daunting. I, don't, I, I always remember my first time on site and I talk about it a lot because I want things to be better and I almost walked away. And I always think if I was a younger apprentice or if that was my first job, I'd have walked away on that first day and I wouldn't have gone back. And that's terrible. What, what, why? What, what was the situation? <laughs> it, I, I talk about it a lot because, you know, we don't, we don't do things like this anymore. But I turned up early. I was a couple of hours early because that was the time I was told to turn up. You're given a phone number and an address. That's pretty much it. Um, I rocked up. I said, oh, I need to go for an induction because I've been told I need to go for an induction. And then I was sent up. To, he said, yeah, upstairs. And then there was this room full of men. And uh, I thought it maybe this is the induction I didn't know any difference first time I've ever been on site and everyone turned to look at me and the whole room fell silent honestly you could have the had record, a the record went <laughs> it, yeah it was like that and then everyone turned to look at me and I walked to the back of the room because I didn't know what else to do I thought I was meant to be in there I walked to the back of the room and I stood with my back against the wall slid down the wall to the bottom eventually they all turned around again and at that point, I thought, what the hell are you doing to yourself? Why don't you just go back to recruitment? You don't fit in here. I didn't feel like I fitted in. So that, that and it was really daunting from working in an office environment to going to construction and not knowing how things work or where you're meant to go and ending up in the wrong place and that happening. I just think even for male apprentices, I think it's, it's, it's really, we need to understand that people haven't always been around construction sites. Because um, men automatically, uh, I speak for all of us now. Sorry, chaps, um, but we we might take that for granted. Walking into the walking into the site room, there's an induction going on. In we, we we're not really we're just interested in what's going on on our day there. And then um, yourself turns up. What does it What does it feel like for a lady to walk into um, a room of hairy ass <laughs> chaps there, all sat around drinking a oh, coffee? <laughs> I wasn't even in the right room. That was the worst bit. <laughs> I wasn't even, I was in someone's morning briefing. I wasn't even in the right place. Then I sat the whole way in the back of the room through it. That, that was the worst thing about the whole experience. But it's, um, it's daunting and it is something, you know, you, I guess you do get used to it and, I don't want to say, you know, you need tougher skin to work in construction because I don't I don't believe that. And I think that's completely the wrong thing to say. You shouldn't need to be tough or double hard or give a load of banter to work in construction. You should be able to go in, do your job and go home at the end of the day. But um, it's it can it can be quite hard. It can be quite challenging. And uh, but it will only change when we see more different people a more diverse range of people doing a more diverse range of jobs and then people won't look twice it won't be so strange to see 
a woman in a crane and, you know, everyone going, what's she like in the crane, expecting me to stick it in Tesco's or something, but... Yeah. Well, what do, you, what do you reckon, Lee? Do you, do, you, do you cover this in philosophy, sort of different sexes going into different jobs? Is there, have you seen reasons for it? Um, to be honest, yeah. Even today, um, in my what um, I've got, I teach two classes um, once per week, and even and there are a lot of um, obviously women in my class doing philosophy, and I've had, and the fact to say um today you know i said i've mentioned a female philosopher to them and i've said you know with all the ones we've mentioned so far have been men but there were there were female ones too so there's actually a big problem in academia generally and philosophy especially there aren't any there aren't many women in it as well so we have the same issue really um because for the same reasons as katie just said it, it's main philosophy was mainly seen as a man's thing um, which is sad because there were really good um, female philosophers around because obviously the you know sexism against women in centuries gone by they've not really been allowed to um, you know receive as much attention or flourish as much as men so it's the same issue so we do cover it yeah because obviously there are a lot of women in my classes and they want to know how philosophy works for them so it's the same issue as construction really in that in that regard. Okay, that's, that's very interesting. So um, we've got we've got some comments still. Account. We've got comments coming in. So hello, James. Thank you for writing in, my buddy. Um, more college courses around work for people to do. They struggle to always do days in college and work at the same time. That's the thing, isn't it? If you're if you're studying in your own time, you've got to try and take the day off to go to college. And um, what your apprenticeship was that? Did you have to study that in your own time, Katie, or was that was it part of the? No, my, mine was fantastic. I feel really privileged to be honest to have done one. I I got sent away to uh, college in Bertram Newton in Norfolk, and I I spent about three months there, Monday to Friday. Electrical courses like that, but it wasn't as exotic as there. It was in, in Taunton down in Somerset, but it was like being at university, just away all the time and going out every night. It's fantastic. Um, we've got another comment there from uh, Grist Decorating Solutions for all your decorating needs. Um, the amount of money in apprenticeships is too low and puts people off learning a trade. I, I'm not quite. What's the apprenticeship level? Do you know what the case is? That case about four pounds an hour. Like I, I think yeah. I don't compared to. Like I say, I'm very privileged to do mine, but I think generally apprenticeships are quite low. And uh, it was what I was on one pound seventy eight when I, an hour when I started, but I was younger. <laughs> so when you live in at home, it's, 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 yeah, I know, it's much easier. To, you need to work for three hours to buy a pint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our next comment is from Marlin. Hey, Marlin. Um, employers also are not bringing on new apprentices. Uh, yeah, some are. Some are. I think you're I right. I don't think um, that's true. I think everyone's having a push on it at the moment it seems to be you know hs2 are going massive on it and all these big companies and sites seem really pro apprenticeships at the moment i'd say now's a good time if you were looking for one because mm -hmm. the, the big companies seem to be don't they um yeah. and saying that they want fully certified people um they're not investing in training yeah i think that's the smaller companies definitely but the government have brought in a lot of incentives for um employers to take on apprentice if you if by the way if you're watching this and you do take on an apprentice you've got an apprentice on you please just let us know what people can do to go out there and, and get an apprenticeship um but what about um the, the, I'll, I'll read you out something here from the the ceo of HomeServe, uh mr richard harpin he uh, blames brexit for the the skills gap a lot of people blame brexit and things for, for different things there, but he's blaming brexit for the skills gap in construction saying that demands for home improvements is rising and as tradespeople we have seen that over the last few months and as skilled eu migrants are leaving in their masses that's why there's a skills gap what, what, what are you talking about that lee is that, is that have you heard anything about that uh 
Um, I think so, yeah. I've obviously heard, you know, Brexit's obviously affecting a lot of um, industries. And, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that construction is, is one of them. Um, I don't think Brexit is the whole reason and i voted remain so i'll say if it was <laughs> but um i don't think it's the whole reason i think it's a lot of things i i, I think that um obviously kate would know better than me people are being are being pushed more into apprenticeships or not which if they are that's brilliant um but i think because of the whole emphasis on um uni as well more people less people sorry are getting those skills and i think also just to mention our previous comment about the wages too because I think if the wages were better, I mean, I've said to I said to my parents the other day actually, I said if, if the wages were better and I, and I had the money and the time, I would do a trade as a as a backup. I I you know I I would do that. I, I said that, but because obviously as you mentioned in previous episodes and obviously you just mentioned just now, the wage is so low, it it, it it's too hard to transition. Um, you know, and, and I think that contributes a lot to the skill gap too. Obviously, it said that she was thirty when she started, but for a lot of people, um, it's hard to transition from a different career because they'll take such a wage here and they'll have to obviously have bills to pay, etc. Especially with the rising prices of energy, you know, recently, etc. It's harder to, to do that, I think. Yeah, the, for, that's gone crazy, the prices, isn't they? Um Katie, what do you reckon? Have you have you were you working with a lot of Europeans on site that are now Massive. sort of gone home? Yeah, have you seen that at all? Um I th- I think it's I think it's gonna be a problem, isn't it? And you know, then I don't know how freely they're giving people her status to st- to remain and things like that. I don't know how freely that gets handed out. But I think it, it is a problem. Um I think it will be a problem and it will continue to be a problem. But pa- it's partly our own fault. I don't know why we're so shocked we haven't got enough people. We've been going on about it for for since I started. There's not enough people in trades. Uh, bricklayers are dying out. Where are we going to get the next yeah. generation of bricklayers? It's been going on for years, and we're still shocked by it. I don't really understand why. Yeah. Construction online, they've got a, a different reason for skills gap. Um, they say one of the main reasons for the UK, the UK skills shortage could be um, an ageing workforce. It estimates that 22% of the industry is over 50 years old and 15% are 60 years and older. So as tradespeople reach retirement age, we know fewer entering the workforce. So, do you reckon that's a true statistic? I think it's absolutely. I mean, I just said it, didn't I? We've got an aging workforce, and the skills aren't being passed on, and they're not being handed down, and that, that's a big problem. And it's it is what Lee said: people can't afford to do an apprenticeship. Like mm-hmm. uh, when they get older, they're used to having good money and having a good job, and to chuck it all in and go to a low-paid apprenticeship, I think, is very hard for some people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, I. I, I did a well-paid apprenticeship compared to most, and so we should all get into crane operating, really. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lee, what, what, what are you, so you, you've got your finger on the pulse of young people going into uh, university. What, what have, if we had a hundred young people, what are most <laughs> of them doing? What are they going on to study? Um, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, there are a lot of people in 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 my subject, so that's all good. A lot of um, a lot of young people are going into STEM, like um, we were discussing off air. So that's good. Um, we need more people in, in the sciences and stuff as well. Philosophy has a kind of little rivalry with uh, with, with STEM, so, so that's fun. But I'm, I'm being nice today. It's all right. Now, but um, yeah, so mainly sciences. And to be fair, um, weirdly, you can do kind of trade at university as well. You can do you can do degree in engineering, et cetera, and stuff like that too. So that's a thing. Um, and so mainly, I think I think STEM's a big one. I think the humanities, obviously, that's my area, is also still a big one. Um, and yeah, and, and I do think more people are going into the, the um, I think there are some kind of trade degrees people are going into too, so that's good. So I think there is a change um, occurring, 
which is which we should encourage and which is good. But yeah, I think the traditional ones are still holding up, but I think there are people going into more diverse fields and more diverse people are going into them. So that's obviously always a good sign. So yeah. yeah, my um my, my son's sixteen next week. Oh no, he's not sixteen tomorrow. Sorry, better get a birthday present. Um, <laughs> and so he's at that point now, but he doesn't know what to do. He's sixteen. I, I mean, yeah. I think I was pushed into trades because my dad was a tradesperson, so he he always sort of worked into me. Always get a trade. You you'll always be fine. You can always fall back on. It. And I've I've done different jobs in the past, but I've always managed to go back on that train. That's the thing. Once you've done it, you've learned those skills. Um, mm-hmm. it is a good skill to. He, he they don't want to go into trades. They 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 watch YouTube and they watch TikTok and all these things. They they want to do something to do with sport. They, 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 and probably because I come home from work going, oh my knees and oh god I ache and oh god I had a nightmare day today. Probably yeah. is 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 probably put them off. So um, it is always interesting to hear what people are going. Kids always seem to be able like have massive, really massive career aspirations, which is fantastic because that's what we yeah. should um, push for. But they do. Uh, no, I never. I never hear anyone saying, "Oh yeah." I tell a lie actually. I was in a cafe the other day, and this this uh, young lad was serving us. I said, oh, I was, I was, "How long have you working here?" He said, "Oh, a few months." But he said, I, "I'd started doing A levels." He said, "I absolutely hated it," and um, so I dropped out of A levels, and I'm doing a carpentry apprenticeship. I was like, blown away because I, I, you just don't hear 16 year olds saying that anymore They're, they they mm-hmm. just want to do like crazy things you know go to the moon and things like that so um K- katie what would you say to young people watching this now um who are unsure of which way to go either trades or sort of university well i i you know i'm very pro apprenticeships and i don't think that you know, you shouldn't go to university and but I think you should look at university apprenticeships as well and get someone else to pay for it. Um, but I think there's a lot of pride in learning a trade and being able to do something very well and learning how to do something very well. And I always think that my apprenticeship, although some people wouldn't say it's a trade being an operator, but um, it gave me a lot of value as a person. Um, it gave me a lot of value on site to be able to go in and do something really well and be really essential to a project to build like I, I worked on Crossrail Tottenham Court Road and you know to go past these buildings and say that I built that and you, you know yourself it doesn't matter that there were 600 people on there you'll always say that I built it so I built Tottenham Court Road station on my own and that I means it's that legacy that you get from working in construction working in a trade that will outlive me that will outlive you know my my dad's a fifth generation bricklayer and he points out his buildings to me in victoria and we go and have a pint in them and he's pointing out these bricks to me and saying oh you know your uncle put in a funny brick there and but it's just that (laughs) legacy that you leave behind that you won't get doing anything else but never thought of it like that because when, when we're driving around we're always pointing at things going uh, i worked on that house um i put those lights up there i did that so but you're right that, that's a that's a great way of looking at it what about what about um sort of girls watching this young girls or maybe sort of ladies they're watching this thinking no i've always wanted to do a trip i'm not sure which way to go what, what, what do you say to ladies I would say go for it. There's so many, and I think there's so many good role models out there now that are embracing social media and showing what they do. And I think if you're thinking about it, I'm more than happy for people to message me. I get messages all the time from women who are looking to do different things, looking to start trainees, to start apprenticeships. And I think to talk to someone else who does what you do, oh, you should also join women on the tools as well which i moderate which is a massive group and i think just to talk to like-minded people about what they do how they find it 
will give you really good insight into what you want to do in the future. Because it's not always easy to know. You might think, oh, I'm really good with my hands, but I don't really know. Do I want to be a bricklayer? Do I want to be a carpenter? Do I want to be a crane operator? It's certainly warmer than most of them things. So, but, you know, you've got to talk to people who do it already. Uh, what, what what do you reckon, Lee, if it, there's a 16-year-old or a 17, 18-year-old, they, they don't know which way to go. They don't know where to go to university because apparently the national debt for that now is average debt is £70,000. They don't know whether yeah. to go that way or they don't know whether to go to apprenticeships. What, what would you be your advice to that person? Um, my advice would really be to go for the thing that, that makes you happy, essentially. I, I think that, um, you know, that's my, that's my biggest advice for jobs because I think, like I said, before if you're in a job that earns loads and loads of money but you're not happy then it, 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 there's not really that much point in doing it you know so there's that and also um if you're kind of you know leaning towards a trade but your parents are kind of, i'm speaking directly to young people now sorry but your parents are kind of saying oh yeah you know i want you to do something more you know intellectual um say kind of what i've said that both are valid kind of jobs and you can say well there's an academic person on here who agrees with me and there's also when um, for that speaking of what you just said andy about the um, young man doing the carpentry apprenticeship there's a great article um called carpentry's intellectual work and if you just type in google it's the first one that comes up it's written by a guy called robert r sherman who was a philosophy professor but before he was a professor he was a carpenter and now he's retired he's a carpenter again and he makes a really really good case that carpentry and you can apply this to other trades too. You can probably apply it to um, electrical work and other trades as well. It makes a really, really cool case that carpentry is intellect intellectual as well as as manual. And it, it, it makes a really, a really um, cool case for it. So, yeah, I would really say go with what makes you happy. I'd say look at, like Katie, look at both options, um, you know, and see see which one really works for you. Don't feel pushed into anything by anyone because at the end of the day, it's you that's got to do this job and it's you that's got to, live your own life so i'll say look at both options and look at what one's best for you and also just to finish like nice said, um, if anyone wants to message me obviously put my twitter there about anything then that, that's fine as well but yeah that's really what i'll yeah, tell you yeah. good advice thank you very much so we just have time for a, a few more comments and then we're gonna do our little hoodie giveaway hello martin thank you for uh, messaging anybody um i've got a, a small business and to find a good lad that can think for himself is hard they just need to listen and it is um funny sort of generational thing i, I know i know the 16 year olds are definitely out there but it's finding the ones that don't sit on their phone all day isn't it that's that's the hard that, thing that's why um, an older I, is sometimes better Andy. <laughs> that's right we're still on the nokias <laughs> um hello buddy uh sorry I, i'm not quite sure how to pronounce your name there so I, I won't do that um this problem is not only in the uk it's in the netherlands and germany too that's interesting i always thought germany were like one ahead on apprenticeships and, and training and things and um we got one more comment i think from andy hello and um i'm quite happy with the skill shortage to be honest sounds a chippy the money is getting better and better well done and uh and, and you're intellectual as well that, that lee says so um definitely because you're always talking those angles and stuff so yeah, um, thank you very much, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Katie. Brilliant to hear your story. There's a bus going by in the background there, so that's, that's, that's busy there. <laughs> thank you, Lee. Um, we're going to give away our hoodie now, so this is just one of the random comments that come in. So here we go. The winner is this week. <laughs> Matty Hudson. Well done, Matty. Matty, just write into the page. Just send us a message. Let us know your, um, the size you want. And the um, your address, and we'll send that out to you as soon as we can. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again, Katie. Thank you ever so much. And uh, Katie, just tell us if there's um, any ladies watching and they want to know more. How can we follow you and follow your story? Yeah, I'm under Katie Cranes on Twitter, on Instagram, 
and Katie Kelleher on LinkedIn, if you want me. But um, yeah, you can pretty much find me that way. Type it into Google, should come up. Thank you very much. And Lee, if we were sat there watching thing, I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm going to go into philosophy. How do, how do we find out more about what you were saying? Yeah, so my main public social media is Twitter. I've put in the the my name thing there. Um, my article thing I wrote on philosophy and, and, and trades is also on there. It's pinned so you can see that straight away. So, yeah. And if anyone needs my help and I can help, I'll, I'll do my best. So, yeah. Thank you guys thank you so much for coming in and thank you to you at home watching hopefully your tea's ready and we'll see you next time cheerio